When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. This show is brought to you in association with Labbrooks for all your betting needs. With a new site design and great prices, it's our preferred bookie. New members can get a free match bet up to £50 when you sign up and use the code LAD50. Check on site for details at labbrooks.com. Welcome to the Man City Show. It's Nigel Rothman back in the chair, and I've got two guests in the studio and one on the phone. I'm going to start with the one on the phone because it's not his birthday around this time. I'll come on to that in a second. So uh, your birthday was in July, I think, wasn't it, Rog? It was indeed. Well remembered, yes, and uh, thank you for inviting me. It's good to have you back on. Uh, I think you were saying before we came on that the quality of the podcast, uh, you've been reasonably pleased with it over the last few weeks. Well, I, I know you're I, a regular I really, if I may, I'd just like to say congratulations to all those involved on, on the podcast since I was last on. Uh, it's clearly gone from strength to strength, from uh, quality to quality. Uh, my slight problem with that, it might actually say something about my own contribution to the uh, last time I was on. But there you go. Well, we'll be the judge of that, Rog, let's say. <laughs> Bless you. <laughs> and we've got someone whose birthday it was yesterday. Happy birthday for yesterday, Steve Cox. Thank you very much. 29, I believe. Something like that, yeah. And birthday, we've already discussed this on the podcast, but birthday, birthday our next game, Crystal Palace away, mm-hmm. special birthday, taking cakes for the whole of the City fans. Joe Doherty. Well, as I said last week, you're all welcome to come and say hello, have a, have a bit of cake, have a bit of chat about the game hopefully you'll be winning you're all welcome to buy me my first pint afterwards as well yeah your first pint uh, happy 18th of joe uh, a week on saturday uh, let's kick off gents we've just broken a record um you know records are there to be broken 10 games unbeaten i don't like this sort of rolling over one season to the next i see it as four games four victories nil goals conceded 10-4 it's a good start it is a good start and I like what you were saying about how you don't like it rolling over from the last season because I think you've got to think about the context and those six games that we won last season was because there was no pressure on and 
um, they really thought, right, after that United game, we really need to get our shit together. Whereas this season, I think it's more a case of intent and going for the title and proving that they can do it at any stage of the season. So I don't really think the two are connected in a way. I think it's focused this year. I think you can see that the, the team are more focused there. That we've had some fairly difficult opponents so far. I mean, Chelsea rolled over a little bit, but Everton and um, latterly Watford both gave sort of fairly stern tests and, and they were both overcome. And I, I think with some, you know, some level of ease to a degree, there was plenty more, you know, there's another gear in, in the tank really. If it was really necessary, they could have gone up another gear. I don't think last season we'd have won either Everton or Watford. But, but Rog, bringing you in here, I mean, we're all hopeful as we always are at the start of a new season, but you wouldn't have imagined we'd been in this situation after four games, surely? Well, I, I agree with you. I, I think we've got to be honest. It's a different city side, isn't it? And, and they are playing like like giants. They really are. Um, and, and what I really like about the way they're playing at the moment, I, I certainly accept that they, there were games that they won at the end of last season, but it was a different side playing slightly differently. They're playing this year much more like Barcelona, which I happen to think personally is the utopian way to play the game, the tick-attack of football. And Raheem Sterling really is that that. that that missing piece in the jigsaw for me. I just think, you know, if you're looking at the at the Barcelona in their pomp with the Xavi's and the Iniesta's, we're just a little bit closer to that now. And I, I do, I really think City are going to take some stopping. Do, do you think, Roger, that um, Silver has got more space to play in since since Sterling? sort of came yeah, along absolutely it's it given them a bit more to think about hasn't he so it's, it's created space for Silver to actually move around in the, in the middle of the park a little bit and play the ball around like there's no tomorrow absolutely and, and the thing that I think City have got now it's just majestic when you look at the players that are completely comfortable with the ball at the feet that have got quick feet that aren't frightened at having somebody right you know behind them trying to get the ball off them that they're all completely comfortable in possession possession is what City now have you know 60, 70, 80% of the time it's just absolutely wonderful Mm, I agree and another thing last season though was the possession we'd, ha- we'd always have a lot of possession in games but we'd be passing it quite Arsenal-esque just around the box not getting in there not really creating chances this season every time we go forward we look like scoring and we're making the possession I think to much better use I agree totally. Absolutely right. Spot on. And I, I think now, actually, we've got teams that are due to play City quaking in their boots thinking, oh, no, we've got City this weekend, which is exactly where you want to be. And if you think about the weekend in particular and you compare that with maybe some of those games last year where you know they were the sort of games nil-nil at half-time, we, we, we didn't break through, did we? You know, that could easily have been a nil-nil draw last season. But, of course, you know, this, this year we've turned that into a very comfortable 2-0 victory in the end. Mm. Yeah, Absolutely, bit of a masterstroke by Pellegrini actually swapping swapping Navas for Nasri at half time because I think he just created that little bit more space and Sterling was threatening much more from the centre of the park than he was from from the side. But the other, the player that really impressed me at the weekend was uh, Fernandinho. It's almost as though. He went missing last year and somebody found him again and stuck him back on the pitch. I totally agree and I was, I was gonna, hopefully going to get on to that bit. What really impressed me was that Pellegrini was prepared to, change the cha- prepared to change the tactics whereas last season there was a bit of a lack of that when you could see what the tactic needed to be to change the game and sometimes maybe he wouldn't make it till the last 10 minutes when it was too late and that was always a weakness of Mancini's as well. But yesterday he did it at half time which meant you got a whole half to try this new tactic and it worked straight away so... 
I think building on that and building on what Roger said before, and I've said this a couple of weeks ago, I can't think of one player. And I think, isn't this the fourth game where we've been unchanged as well? No, a few changes on the bench, but I think it's been the same 11 for all four games. I can't think of one City player that's had a bad game. No, I think think you're right. I think only only the the first game Bonnie was on instead of Aguero because of um, Aguero not being quite up to fitness. But, But the reality of it, you're right, nobody's had a bad game. Players that weren't doing quite so well last year have certainly come to the fore this year Fernandinho is one Sanya is another since Sanya had his hair cut he looks like a completely different player and I don't mean just in his looks but the way he plays and it's like the same as Dimichelis we've talked about that yeah. he had his hair cut I mean yeah. it must be it must yeah. be something in the colour off colour off this year he's consistent but he's not had his hair cut but he's I, not had no, his hair cut he hasn't so had his hair cut no well yeah he's had it cut shorter slightly has he yeah but okay. I, th- I think he looks Kolarov <laughs> looks so much stronger with Sterling helping yep. to back him up because Sterling's got the pace I noticed on a few occasions Kolarov had gone forward at the weekend and Sterling had actually gone back and was making the ta- or tackling back whilst Kolarov was forward one of the fastest players in the Premiership Kolarov Roger it's all about it's all about haircuts mate I think that's what we're saying isn't it <laughs> It's always all about haircuts. Now, being serious, I mean, I think the comment was made earlier. I can't forgive me. I don't know if it was Steve or Joe, but City looks so much more focused. And I think Kolarov is is a striking illustration of that. He looks so focused on being what I consider him to be on his day, a world-class defender going forward, creating stuff and actually scoring as well. Yeah, I I just think he looks like he's he's, he's completely different and completely focused on every game now. Well, last season he drifted in and out of games did, did you think Rog that you would ever get to the point and, and I certainly didn't where I can't see now how when Zabba's fit again he's actually going to take over from Sanya you look yeah. at it now and you, you think Christ you know Zabaleta was miles ahead of Sanya yeah, but right. now it, it's kind of flipped over isn't it yeah, I, I, I agree again. And as I say, it's partly to do with this focus. They just look like they are so desperate to win every game. Every game for every City player looks like it's a cup final and they really are going to win this. You know, it's a bit like the run when we won the league and we went on that winning run and, and they really look focused in every game. And and it's the same again. But, you know, at the start of the season, it's so refreshing. It's fantastic. Mm. Joe? Well, I was saying about uh, Sanya and Zabaleta. I think it's a it's a very good thing for not just the team and for Sanya but it's a good thing for Zabaleta that Sanya's found some form because I think that Sanya's the best competition that Zaba's going to ever I mean much as we like Richard Sanya on his day is a better player my comp was obviously crap he's the first proper competition that Zabaleta's had for his place last season there was no real competition Zaba had it in the bag Zaba didn't play as well last year obviously when he had Richards to compete with he found his form but I think now that he's realised wow I've got some proper competition he's going to really up his game and be back to his best when he comes back and I think he will get his place back yeah, I agree. I'm also pleased, obviously, Raheem's first goal as well, because his games, I mean, he's clearly been different class. You know, he's, you know, we've talked about it every week. You know, he gives us that width. We've got Navas on one side and we've got him on the other and, and giving Silva that space and, and all the things that we were hoping for and Aguero up top. I mean, it's just, just that it's sublime sometimes. And he's really made a huge difference, but hadn't actually put the ball in the back of the net. And I think, you know, if he'd gone on a couple more games, the pressure would have built. I thought he just took it brilliantly, didn't he? He did. I think he, he's played really well and he's... 
he's not allowed himself to get frustrated by not scoring because he's continued to work hard and he's working for the team and, and I think that's all you can ask from any player Aguero's not been scoring as much this season but the reality of it is he still works hard for the team and he's still there when the opportunity comes up drop him I agree Nigel if I can just come in there and very quickly just to say that I think Sterling's contribution is all about contributing down the left hand side keeping City in possession keeping City threatening and if he comes up with the odd goal every now and again as well that's a real bonus that's icing on the cake for us because we're going to score from all positions during this season I'm a little bit disappointed that company's gone off the ball as he's only scored two hasn't he now he's not scored in the last couple of games so I'm slightly disappointed on his goal scoring record because I had him down on the, uh, down at the bookies as our leading scorer this season after the first couple of games I had Fernandinho so and he took it well to be a serious Fernandinho Joe Great to, to, took it really well well he's always had a good finish in him hasn't he if you look back at some of his goals for City I think Nine out of ten of them, or whatever it is, has been really good goals. There was he scored a great one last season. Both the ones this season have been fantastic finishes. But he's more than just a. Diff- he's got more in his locker than Fernando or De Jong had, or whatever. He doesn't just sit there and hold. He can do that job, but he's much better going forward. He's much more of a box to box. And I actually think he's been our best player this season so far. He's done. I, I, last season, I didn't even think he was that bad because I think I thought his problem was he was doing two men's work. So he'd always have to cover Fernando or Toure's mistakes, but this season he's got a bit of pressure off him and he's showing just how brilliant he is once again well, I think it's some accolade by the way just to say that he's been City's best player because I think we've had 11 fantastic contributions already in all four games totally agree but the, the, the only player who's not really been tested is Joe in goal yeah dropping <laughs> yeah, you're probably right yeah <laughs> well it was, it's, he had golden gloves last season this season he's just got clean gloves yeah <laughs> <laughs> I think you know we said that there's you're quite right Steve to remind me that, that because of Aguero coming back from the competition that obviously Bonnie played in, the, in that first yeah. game uh, but since then it's been the same but I suspect we're recording this as a, a deadline day a transfer deadline day is just kind of sort of just grind to a closed, halt yeah. just closed um, and we've done our business I just thought it would be a good time to reflect not only on the exciting new signing but just looking back on a couple who have gone and, and, and a few that have arrived as well and obviously um, if someone can help me how to pronounce this because I've heard about four different pronunciations Joe you're going to have a go first Kevin de, de Bruyne there's a bit of a in the beginning there wasn't yeah, well, is that important is it yes Steve very... you're, you're a linguist oh, here. Oh, no I think I'll agree with Joe it's, that sounds fairly close to what is it the creme brulee as my friend calls him so, so Rog, kick us off. What, what do you know about him? Obviously, had a bit of bit of time at Chelsea. Uh, uh, Jose dropped him. He chucked his toys out of the pram, and that was him gone. Well, that's it. I mean, he, he's a good judge if he's walked away from Mourinho, isn't he? Let's be honest. <laughs> <laughs> Mourinho, well, uh, so get it right. Mourinho. Mourinho. <laughs> <laughs> uh, seriously, I don't know a great deal about him at all. But um, uh, I mean, the quality. You look at the quality of the squad now. You, you know, you just think it, this is the season to really make a go of it in Europe. I really, I really believe that. So Joe, we, we, we touched on Navas. Obviously, down you know, if there is a weak link, you know he's he's maybe it, and he it seems a natural replacement for Jesus Navas. Uh, Jesus, indeed. So so your your thoughts on De Bruyne? You you look at Europe and you and you you're into you watch a lot of European football. You must have seen a bit of him and and got a view. I've I've watched him on YouTube once or twice. I think. Uh, no, I, th- <laughs> I think we've. Um, I think De Bruyne should start for us in Navas's position, but I don't think I think Navas is a very important player for the club because I think that in late in the game when a player's tiring and they've had to deal with the trickery of De Bruyne all game, the last thing they want for 20 minutes is Navas's pace, and I think Navas is a very important impact sub. I, th- I thought he started too much last season, and I like his work rate. I think he tracks back well, but I think him. I would have maybe if he was better than Sterling, I might have put Sterling. In this, but I think him as he's 
the lesser of the two, I'd make him the impact sub just because of his pace and how good it can I th- be. I think you're right. I, building on that just a little bit, I think that you, you kind of need... Navas's natural tendency is to try to cross... De Bruyne, Sterling are not quite the crossers that Navas is. Oh, De Bruyne. Col- Col- well, yeah, but let, let me let me get to where I'm going. Kolarov is also a very good crosser. I think Navas perhaps comes into his own. You're right in the last 20 minutes or so. But also, if you've taken Aguero off and put Bonnie on, for example, mm-hmm. you're trying to put it towards a target man in the middle. And I think then you need a couple of fast crossing players out on the pitch that can get past somebody. I don't, for one minute, think that De Bruyne is not capable of doing that. But the reality of it is, it, it's a good game changer towards the end I agree I think, I think we need to be careful about Navas though you know because I'm sure I saw some stats recently where his possession and his passing to City teammates is actually quite a high percentage it is yeah but it's not just about getting crosses in he actually no. plays his part in the same way that Sterling does in keeping hold of the ball in dangerous positions and bringing other City players into it so it's not just about crossing I no, do I take agree. the point about Bonnie when Bonnie's up front I think it's a, a slightly different way of attacking yeah. But I think that's the great thing with the squad we've got. You, you, you know, you're looking at when Nasri came on for Navas, that, that's a real tactical substitution that baffles opposition because they're not quite sure what's, you know, as, as a fullback, are you gonna are you gonna twist or are you gonna stick with uh, with Nasri? You're not quite sure. Whereas with Navas, you're probably thinking he might try and go to the byline. Mm. Yeah, agreed. I, I think with Nasri, he, he's very good at playing those short passes with silver that actually break through defences using those little triangles that they do where they give and go. Yeah, spot on. Well, well before, I'm going to go with De Bruyne anyway, by the way, before we De move Bruyne. on. De Bruyne? Yeah, I'm going Bruyne. Um, Fair play. Yeah, all right. Has he got a ponytail? That's all I want to know. No, he hasn't, but he's got no. ginger oh, that, hair. That was the last time I was on. The, the question is, Roger, has he got ginger hair? This is the question we need to ask <laughs> ourselves. So is he, and I know we've got to, we can't be gingist. I understand that. But if we were going to be gingist for a moment, um, I reckon he's a ginger. And how many other excellent Premier League ginger players were there? Well, how many you, other City ginger balls. players have we had? Well, that's what we're Ian trying to Bowyer. get. Ian Bowyer was one. Ian Bo- Alan yeah. Ball. Alan Ball. Alan Ball. He wasn't a player. He played for us. He wasn't a player, but he did manage us for, for about three minutes, <laughs> I seem to remember. Keith McRae. Keith McRae, Motherwell. Keith McRae, good shout. Good yeah. shout, Joe. Excellent. Very good. Dave Kitson, not City, but Premier League ginger. David James will have had ginger hair at some point during <laughs> his City. career with City. <laughs> no, not at City. It was at Liverpool when he had the ginger hair. Yeah, I, I, I don't like David James at the moment. No. He said we finished fifth this season. Yeah, he's a muppet. Well, listen, if you can think of any other ginger City players, let us know. All the links to our Facebook page, Twitter, and details of our fantastic phone app are all at citypodcast.net. You can join us on Facebook or Twitter at City podcast. So any Ginger City players you can think of, please. And we've signed up with Ladbrokes to bring you some exclusive betting odds and offers that we can with that we've wrangled out of them for you. Follow the links on this show's description and our Facebook page and Twitter feed and our mini pod at the end of the week with some tips and exclusive odds for you. For starters, there's a free bet for up to £50 for you when you click the link and add the code LAD50. That's L-A-D-50. Can we go back to some of these uh, people in? We've done the ginger... What did I say? De Bruyne. Bruna, you I'm, I'm going Bruna. Uh, well, a couple of others. We've done Raheem. What about Fabian Delph? I mean, he's, he's made a couple of substitutions. I think he's come on and... Uh, Very shrewd signing. Yeah? I like him. I think he's a good player to have in the squad. I think he'll play his part in 
in there'll be, be league games where we need to rest midfielders because they're better off in Europe I think he's suited for the Premier League he's very he's like Fernandinho he's quite versatile he can do both jobs and last season he was very important for Villa he scored a lot of goals for them he's experienced because he's been their captain and I think he's a steal at 8 million I'm glad he's not a, one of those young English players that we because everyone criticised us for buying for not buying English players we buy Sterling we pay too much for him and everyone has a go at us but we've actually bought Delph and he's an English player who's a good English player who we've bought for very cheap so I think he's a good signing still for quite I young, agree well. I think he's a yeah. right good signing I really think he's going to fit in I think you'll probably see more of him when we get on the run in, in Europe as well yeah. I think he's a great signing to have as, uh, as cover and bring in as you say when, it, when the season gets tough and you've got one of two injuries he will come in and be a quality quality player to step into the breach and just one other we touched on last week which is obviously Nicholas Otamendi um, and just wondering well whether he's going to uh, going to actually sort of feature at all is, is he going to be uh, he's going to be a, a, a sub keeping the bench warm Joe is he yeah I think so I think that um, he will I think he'll be more useful in European games because there are games if we're playing someone like um, Barca or Madrid He's very good against those sort of teams. He played a very important role for Valencia against those teams last season. Whereas I think... I don't doubt that Mangal has improved greatly this season, but a bit like Nastasic did. He was, they were both very good players. But there, I'm sure there'll be games in Europe where maybe... Not so much his ability, but his age comes through. And I think there'll be games like that where Otamendi's better off. Yeah, I agree. But M- Mangala and company this year look as though they're unusurpable as the centre-half mm. pairing at this point in time. That doesn't mean to say it won't change. And if you pick up an injury like you did with uh, company last year, then you may need someone else to pair. Now, I, I think that company and Otamendi are fairly similar players. So I think the reality is Otamendi's there as a backup to, to company more than anything else because they both like to come out of defence and actually make those important tackles, interceptions at the, you know, at the very very base of midfield to stop people from breaking through whereas Mangalu is there more as being like the, the stopper and the recoverer and uh, you know the, 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 the sort of like the last gate shall we say and the other one I just want to mention is, is Patrick Roberts I think he got a place on, on the bench which was nice to see obviously he's not going to get many starts I wouldn't have thought but great to have uh, yeah. you know first team experience to be with the squad and came from Fulham I think didn't he he is yeah. a great player shame, shame he didn't get a um, didn't get a run out really against Watford mm. in, in the last sort of 20 minutes or so I mean they put Ineaccio on for the last yeah. 20 minutes which was quite nice to see as well and I'd like to see a bit more of him really as time goes on especially I'm in, in really the, the sort of like the smaller games where we're already two, two up or something like that it'd be quite nice to bring players like that on and give them some experience I agree and I think that I think the reason he didn't bring Roberts on was because he might I think he might have planned to if we were cruising but I'm not sure he foresaw having to make that tactical substitution given how Navas has played so far this season so once you've made that, you probably can't really bring him on. I, I know you like. It does make you wonder, actually, doesn't it? When when you look at the, the the sort of strength in depth that City have got now. Again, going back to our days, watching watching City in the sixties, nights, they used to they used to play um, games in the first team against reserves. Yeah. I'll tell you what, that'd be some game to watch. You'd get, you'd probably get a fifty thousand crowd to watch that. That'd be some game. <laughs> is it, would? The reserve team is pretty bloody good, actually. Yeah, There's a absolutely. thing on Twitter where they put the two next to each other, and it's. The, the first team is easily could win the Premier League, but I think the second team could. They're would it, probably would better it stay, than would, would it stay in the Premier? League, a question. Would it? Would it stay? They finished the third at least. <laughs> They're better than <laughs> better than Arsenal, aren't they? Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I was actually thinking Arsenal were probably one of hey, two teams they weren't better than. 
<laughs> no, no, we want Arsenal second this year, if anyone. I, I was going to say, Roger, I know you like quizzes. Um, because it's transfer deadline day, uh, Julian Lescott um, had a bit of a special record. Um, I don't mean a musical record. He's, he's, uh, he's actually created a record. Do you know what that is? Anybody, you can all join in this. Um, most transferred on transfer deadline well, day? Well, not most of it. He's actually the only... Black Country Club. That's very good, Roger Reed. I knew you'd know it. Oh, he's the course. only person to have played for Wolves, West Brom and Aston Villa. Not Walsall or Birmingham, though, so... No, well, I'd have, you know, it could well Got... be if he moves to Birmingham. Yeah. That, would, that, would be some, that would be something when it plays... And well, they yeah. still all like him. It's funny, because I went on the West Brom Facebook page earlier expecting them to say, oh, you traitor, you're only here for a year and they've pissed off to uh, Villa. They're all wishing him well, so... <laughs> Is his, mind you, it's his boyhood club who, if I remember rightly, I think he scored against them for us a couple of times. In his so he's a Villa fan, is he? He's so a he's... Villa fan. He always used to score against them. Well, it's, we, we wish him well because we, you know, he, he, wish him he, well, absolutely. He, 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 won, absolutely. he won a few bits with us, didn't he? Of course, him and Mike are back together with their old right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. They, they, I think they had. There is, there's one other thing I've got to say, Nigel, if you don't mind, and that is just very quickly. The, the real reason why City are doing so well is because we're playing in sky blue and white again, yes, yep. which yeah, is great. our totally traditional great. colours. We were never going to win anything as Coventry City. <laughs> Well, we, we agree with <laughs> you, here, Ross. We, we did this a few weeks ago, and we also did the old, uh, our old favourite about are the away colours have always got to be red and black stripes. Nothing else will do. Yeah. Well, we've got that dark blue on this year. Right. But my my big thing isn't necessarily the black. It's the it's the what the shorts have to be white, not sky blue. All the worst yeah. seasons. Well, actually, that's a lie because we won the league with sky blue shorts. <laughs> but um, the worst season I can remember was oh six seven under Pierce, where we had that horrible kit with the laser blue. No, no, it wasn't laser. Oh, no. It was sky blue. It was it had got, white okay. sleeves. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a Reebok one, I think. But the laser sky blue. The laser blue was that a Kappa kit, wasn't it? it went to yeah. laser blue. I don't Crapper, like the colour. Say Crapper. Oh, Kappa. <laughs> <laughs> we had some good games on that though. The last derby at Main Road was that kit. Was that in the in the, in the Laser Blue kit? Yeah. Go, go to stall the ball. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I love remember that. it well. I, I love uh, go. To. But the f- things have moved on since then because we're in Europe. And would you agree that we've had like the? Are we in the group from hell this time again? No. Uh, I don't think it's the group from hell. It's probably marginally easier than the groups we've had in the past. But you know. And just just to remind the listeners that those that don't know, obviously Juventus, Seville, and Borussia Mönchengladbach, and I, that's probably not been pronounced very well. Sevilla. Either, Sevilla. Thank you very much. Uh, so that's I, when I first heard it. I didn't think it was. I didn't sort of have in my head. Well, that's horrendous. Is no, it? No, it's not. Not at all. I think Juventus are obviously the the more dangerous dangerous of, the, of those teams um, but they have also lost a few players over the summer um, Pogba had, Pogba's still there with them but um, Tevez and one or two yeah. other players have actually gone so I don't think they're quite as strong as they were last year um, Severe, they're a pretty good team but the reality is we should be should have more than enough to beat them and Mönchengladbach I don't really know that much about these Dave, days Dave you've, you've watched them on YouTube haven't you Joe? No, I just know about Munch and Gladbach is they were they were good years ago. They've been bit in the wilderness, but they finished third last season, which was which would be a bit like if Leeds finished third, came up to the Premier League and finished third again, or Forest or something. So um I don't think we can underestimate any of these teams, obviously, because you're in Europe, but um none of them are teams I look at and think, well, we'll I'd be happy I'd take a draw. I th- I think we could I think we could win that group 
for what for once I'm confident we can win the group this year because I don't think you've I think they've become a bit of a selling club and they've at, the, at the end of the status. at the end of the day you've got to look to get nine points from your home games if you get nine mm. points from your home games you can draw the three away and you'll go through and that's 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 yeah. really where it sits and Rod you you were saying earlier Rog that that obviously we've seen better set up you know with just those couple of signings and uh, the depth of the squad and sort of football we're playing that we've probably we could we could sort of have quite a good run in Europe this year all being well I, I think this is the year this is the year that City will will do well in the group stages and then go on to better things in Europe I really believe that and that's partly because of the strength of the squad partly because of the way we've now we're now playing with as I say I see Sterling as, as the final piece in the jigsaw for me um, I think one thing I will say and that is that um, I think Seville are a, a fantastic side I think of the three they're probably the strongest um, they will take some beating Munching Gladbach and I just mentioned by the way I went to Munching Gladbach in 1978-79 when we got murdered there oh yeah I, think, I remember yeah. what do you remember the score Rog? It was uh, it was the days of it. Do you remember a player called Alan Simonson? Yes. He was their top top player at uh, Munching Gladbach, and uh, I think they they actually went on to win it that year. I'm not sure, but they uh, we, we drew one all at home and we lost three one away. I'm afraid, and there were about 200 fans, 200 city fans amongst 40,000 Munching Gladbach fans <laughs> that day. <laughs> Yeah, I was one of them. Frightened to death. Particularly when they started singing a particular song about winning two world wars and something else. <laughs> yeah, it's not the smartest thing to do. It's Juve, the only ones of those I can remember us playing. I remember us playing them in the group stage of the Europa League a few years ago when they'd lost, they, it was before they got back to being the big team in Italy again. And I think we drew with them and I think Joe scored out there. Joe who? Yeah, Joe. <laughs> I, I know Joe. I remember Brazili- uh, Brazilian Joe. Yeah, probably. In oh, my yeah. opinion, our worst player in terms of if you think about the price as well. Now come yeah. on, careful, careful. Nineteen now, million for Joe. A yes. bargain. He was no Peter Bodat though. <laughs> How much did we no. pay for him though? Or a Bernardo Carardi? Yeah, we we put we bought him for like a million or something. Doesn't matter, does it? <laughs> Let's bring us back to some sensible. sensible uh, we, <laughs> we, we, we've got a weekend off, which I'm just not. I just I'm so excited by the start we've had. We've had four four games. Yeah. We've had four victories, clean sheets. All we're, we're riding high, and we've got a bloody stop for bleeding Estonia. What's um, going on? It's not a, a San Marino. Well, in Switzerland. Correct. Yeah. Well, I'm actually. I actually haven't cared about England for years because of the lack of City players. But I think I might take a bit more of an interest now that we've got Delph, Sterling, and Hart all in the team. And I think I think they could all start in both games because Delph was actually I didn't really realise I didn't hadn't really noticed it but Delph started more or less every game last season for England so yeah I, I, I don't like the international break I'm a, I'm a City fan I like watching City play I don't, I, England England to me is like a casual distraction in the background somewhere along the way well I should be, probably be watching the rugby instead. So, so give us Shame your prediction, you. Rog. It's, it's obviously Joe's birthday. Cake, cake in abundance at Crystal Palace at Selhurst Park being dished out to all and sundry. Uh, give us your prediction then, Rog. Kick us off with uh, City away at Palace. Say again, no, sorry, I missed that. Sorry. <laughs> We're talking about predictions, Rog, for the, for the weekend. Yeah, yeah. So, for the weekend? Well, well, not this weekend, obviously next weekend when uh, it's Joe's birthday. Oh, well, Just I was going to say England will beat San Marino. That'll give you a prediction. Yeah, um, I, I think City will do well to win at Crystal Palace, uh, but the worst is that we will draw. I think it's a very it's a very important game. It's, I know it's early in the season, but these top of the table six pointers, you know, first versus second, big game, big nice three o'clock kickoff. I think we'll win. I think I think we'll win four two, and they'll be two 0 up at half time. 
I'm, Steve. I'm, I'm going for 2 1, actually. I think it'll be the first goal we ship this season, and Crystal Palace will score it, but I think it will win 2 1. All right. I'm going 2 0 City just to keep that run going. Uh, it really is fantastic to have uh, the, two birthday, the two birthday boys here. That's uh, Steve Easy Cox and Joe, indeed, and uh, Joe Doherty. I repeat. You repeat it quickly. You're going to be at Crystal Palace with your cake. We know. And you can come and see me and wish me a happy birthday. We'll do that, Joe. And also to Rog, I really appreciate you being on the show, my friend, as well. Uh, this is Nigel Rothband saying thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you all very soon. Sports Social Podcast Network.